Hello, you are about to enter into the dance circle of life. So relax and just start to shimmy a little bit so that you can shake off whatever is keeping you down. Because we're not going to deal with that right now. We're just going to dance. I see you. You think you can't dance. You're too cool. You just want to be somber and serious. But I'm telling you, you have about three seconds left. Commit. Hello and welcome to the Way Family Podcast. Hi, that's all. <laughs> Today, um, we have a special episode with our friend Adam at Have Fun, Do Good. Unfortunately, Hannah was not able to join us for this interview because she was taking care of Fern, who had surgery for a deep tongue tie and lip tie. Mm-hmm. But before we get into the interview, why don't we just talk about our week? Hannah, how was your week? <sighs> well, it has been a hard week, but what else is new? I hope that I don't always sound like a downer. I have a lot of good moments, but it is also just a hard time. Um, Yeah, but my mom came down. Yeah, so Fern had to get her lip tie and tongue tie cut. Basically, I I did the research and figured out that she probably had that with the help of a friend, and I didn't get like referred or anything. I just went to the to the specialist, and she was like, "Yep, it's a pretty significant tongue tie that is, it's like a hidden one and lip tie." And then they just it was a really easy procedure. It wasn't really like surgery. They call it surgery because. Technically, it's surgery when you are getting something cut, but um, yeah, it was still sad. If you're getting your hair cut. Yep, hair surgery. I Um, hate getting hair surgery. (laughs) um, But it was really a really fast thing, and she was like numbed and stuff, so she didn't even feel it. Um, But it was still sad, and she was. But she felt it once that wore off. Yeah, she was in a little bit of pain and. Stuff so she's been real, really um, basically needs to be held twenty four seven, which is I mean I like holding her but also it's like well sometimes I need to do things <laughs> like you know get ready for the day, make food, eat food, play with my kid you know stuff like that. So my mom was here and that was really nice for her to be here. She hung out with Forrest while all that was happening and it's just nice to have your mom around when hard stuff is happening. So. Um, and we're house sitting for Zach's parents and they have a humongous house and it's really fun and they have a nice yard for us likes playing in it. And yeah, so we're, yeah. It, we get a, like a little vacation from our roommates. Yeah. It's a staycation. Yeah, it is. Just at someone else's house. It is. It's really nice though to be like, I mean, we've lived with roommates for like a year and a half now and it is really nice to just be alone and like we love them we're really good friends with them and stuff but it's like just to have it be our family is just really nice we really appreciate that so 
we're thankful that Zach's parents trust us to stay here with our kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I will say something about having roommates and also having two kids is especially now that Fern uh needs to be held all of the time. Literally flips out if you're not holding her. That's not true. She has done you that. You talk so negatively a couple about of times. her. She she does do that sometimes, but it's not all the time. Sometimes she's fine laying down, but for the most part, yes, she wants to be held. Well, anyways, it's hard to do that when you're getting a little sleep and then everything that you do, you're doing with one hand and trying to wrangle a toddler also. And then if you throw in another kid's toddler in the same house, uh, it just gets really tricky. Mm-hmm. Especially when... All your toddler wants to do is run around and yell with the other toddler. Like, they're having fun. They have a lot of fun together. But they make so much noise. They're just so loud and they run around. And it's just, it's very overwhelming and hard to do anything. Either they're both yelling or one of them is crying. Yeah. But I will say that Fern has been sleeping a lot better this week. So that's been really nice. Yeah. still feel exhausted, but (laughs) in a different way. How's your week, hun? <sighs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. And I didn't do anything this weekend. The like two things that I was excited about doing was two loads of laundry and the dishes. Well, we had a good weekend, though. We had a good family time. Yeah. It has been nice. I've been realizing the importance of rest again and it's so hard to get out of it because i feel like i just need to do something productive i've got like a million things on my to-do list but then i'm also like this is the time for rest and relaxation and and family time playing with your kid or holding your daughter is productive in just a different way you know yeah but i i'm just saying like once forrest goes down to bed and i'm like okay Got to start working on my to-do list, but I'm exhausted by that point. Anyways, and then I feel guilty for not doing that stuff, but then I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, So, yeah, I am currently trying to change my mindset from having to always be productive, which I'm being productive is really good, but. I don't know. I uh, I think you at least need one day a week where you're just resting. Yeah. I and mean, it's probably why God created the Sabbath day. Obviously, that's what I'm referring to. <laughs> I've okay. been doing... I didn't know. <laughs> ...a lot of studying on that <laughs> lately. Um, yeah. I uh, also, tomorrow morning, start my new job title in my new office so that's kind of crazy we are hiring 10 new people and sorry i'm yawning this is so rude i apologize okay i apologize but we're hiring 10 new people and like six months ago I was told that in six weeks we would have a replacement for me so that I could work on marketing. And so I have been wearing three different job title hats, so to speak, and now I get to go back to only 
too. <laughs> Um, and for a small company, for as small as the company is, 10 people, hiring 10 new people is like a big deal. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a lot. It's probably like, what, a third of the company? Well, it was 25 people before. Yeah, so it's like 35. That's a big deal for them. So yeah, big things are happening. Yeah, and so um, I'm moving into marketing and I'm, I'm uh, excited about that. And I'll be able to catch up on my marketing class and finish building the website and stuff. But it's just like a lot of unknown, uncertain things. And it's not going to be the same uh, pred- predicted, predict, predictable work schedule. Not like yours is really predictable now. Well, at least with the quality work. Oh. It's... Uh, it's yeah. very predictable. Um, yeah, so that's that's been my week. And obviously everything that Hannah talked about um, is also affecting me. But um, yeah, overall, just like I just am re- realizing that I, we need to rest more. It's hard to do that with two kids though. <laughs> We are tied one for one. Yep. But <laughs> I think that means that it's even more important. Yeah. Because they look to us as an example and we set the tone for our house and um yeah. We make the schedules. So I think that it is good for I think that it's good for Forrest to just see that we have a day that we don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just rest and we don't have to find something to entertain us and we don't have to go out and do something. We don't have to have people over. We don't have to, you know, we can just relax. Well, it's kind of like today. Today was yeah. relaxing and nice. Yeah. So anyways, that's how we're doing. Um, let's get into this interview with Adam. Um, Adam is from Have Fun, Do Good. You'll hear him talk a a little bit about his business and his previous businesses, but, um, I was really excited to have him on. And, um, after the interview, Hannah and I will do our recommendations. Here is Adam. Thank you for having me. Really, really excited. My name is Adam Kuhns. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm currently living in uh, Northern California in the Bay Area. Uh, I'm the founder of a company called Have Fun, Do Good. We provide uh, group travel experiences that incorporate volunteer work. So that's that's, that's a little bit about me. I've kind of followed that serial entrepreneur route. Um, I, I got my first taste of it. Shortly after college, I, uh, I graduated from the University of Pittsburgh with a communications degree, really had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I just took a random service trip, actually, to New Orleans shortly after graduating, and, and little did I know that that trip would just have a massive impact on you know what I would ultimately end up doing. Um, I started working for, for the man for a little bit. I did the, the corporate nine-to-five for about eight or nine months. And I just, I was feeling so discontent there. I would, it took me about two months. And then I was like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta do something else. So uh, one of the guys that I met on the volunteer project in New Orleans, we became really good friends. 
became roommates. And I just remember coming back to our apartment one day and saying, Andrew, man, we got to we got to do something different. I was like, what do you think about taking an RV across the country and, and doing some volunteer work? And he was like, I'm all in. So we we made a pact right there to make this trip happen. And, and that was kind of the start of my entrepreneurial journey. Awesome. Awesome. That uh, did did doing that uh, service trip kind of everyone always says like it opened their eyes. And I know that's like a tacky thing, but did that you said that changed you, but like, how did it change you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was really hesitant to go. I I graduated college and I just thought that, okay, I have this degree now and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way, but you know, I have this degree, it's going to be easy to get a job, no problem. Um, and I just really had like no, no sense of direction. And I was super hesitant to go on this trip. I was living with my parents at the time and my mom was like, Hey, you got to go on this, this, this volunteer project. It's going to be awesome. Um, and I, I remember, I mean, I like signed up for it in the 11th hour. They were leaving at 6am the next morning. And I told her at 11pm that night, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm in, I'll go. Um, so as far as opening my eyes, I didn't realize at the time I didn't go on that trip to have my eyes open. I just, I wanted something to do. And, uh, I ended up meeting some of my best friends, um, to this day. I mean, Ryan, who I met on the trip, he, he was in my wedding. I mean, just Andrew, who I started a nonprofit with, it was, uh, it was awesome. So yeah, I mean, it, it changed my eyes in, in, in that sense where it was like, you know, I went into this trip with no real, uh, you know, ideas to what would, would come from it. And it was, it was a game changer for sure. Awesome. Working with high schoolers, one thing that I've noticed is they come back and they start to value and appreciate things in their life that they didn't value and appreciate so much before and they are a little bit more grateful I guess did anything like that happen for you yeah for sure I mean that wasn't my first volunteer trip I did um I had done semester at sea when I was studying at the University of Pittsburgh so uh, I got to see the world at a very very young age and I came back from that trip with the things like you just talked about um I remember one of the most impactful moments from that trip was going to an orphanage that Mother Teresa started, and I saw this this little kid in there. He had no arms, no legs, and he was just all smiles. He was so happy to see us and have people around him. So little things like that where you know I was exposed to it at a relatively young age definitely changed my life. So it was going you know on a trip like New Orleans where we were doing really hard work, and it was shortly after Katrina. Um, and it, you know, it has an impact. Whether you you're going into it wanting it to have an impact on you, it just it just does. You you come home from a trip like that, and you're just so grateful uh, for for the little things. Yeah, yeah. I um, I lived in Haiti for like three months one summer. Uh, my grandparents um, run a mission over there, and I just remember like some of the stuff that I saw over there had such a huge impact on me. And I think that that's that is one of the reasons why Hannah and I wanted to make our lives about others. Like we wanted to focus on others and help others and encourage others because we just realized, like, man, we've we have it, it so good here. <laughs> and right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, even like the like the worst thing, like the internet going out is like not a big deal. It just kind of like totally broadens your worldview. And I think that we get like real, it's real easy to get real close minded um, here. 
So I definitely think people should people should travel more. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I remember coming back from semester at sea and, um, you know, they, they told our parents beforehand, like your kid's going to come back and he's going to go through some, he or she is going to go through some type of depression. And I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I came back and I was just like angry at, at people for no real reason. You know, they were just doing their thing, but I was just like, oh my goodness, like we have so much here. Like we, we live in such abundance. And I came back and I just, you know, slowly you assimilate back into, um, into that. But at the same time, I just remember like distinctly like, man, this is, this is such a different feeling coming back to, uh, to the United States after, after a trip like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the relationships that you build with people that you're traveling with, I mean, uh, you said like, um, you, you, you formed some pretty good relationships with people. Yeah. And it, you know, it didn't take long. The New Orleans trip was, was five days, but you're doing such a unique thing with these people. Um, it was awesome. I mean, you, you know, to, to build those bonds in four or five days is, is just astonishing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So I would just say to all the listeners, see whatever stage of life you're in, how much you can get out and travel and see the world because it will open your eyes, broaden your worldview, and hopefully um, make you just care about others more. Um, I th- yeah, yeah. So anyways, that's that's my little sh- spiel. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, so tell us some some of the things that you've been learning um, that you'd want to like share with the listeners, maybe over the last five years, things that have impacted you. Sure. Yeah. I know it's pretty cliche to say, um, you know, follow your passion and, and, and go, you know, whatever you're into do, do that. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you have to be making money and, and you have to be able to support yourself. Um, I think for me, uh, you know, I ran this nonprofit called the call to serve for, for four years, we were doing these RV trips. I was, I wasn't making money, you know, I was just making enough to live and it, it was great. I felt really content while I was doing that. Um, it just hit a point where I, it just wasn't sustainable. So I ended up starting another business that I was kind of doing as a side hustle in college, converting outdated media to, to a digital format. So old VHS tapes and pictures and slides and turning those into something you could watch on the internet, essentially. Um, so I, I learned so much you know, from starting the nonprofit to, to moving into the for-profit side of things, um, you know, I, I opened up a retail location with 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 absolutely no experience. I just I just took a gamble and and I went for it. So I, I think a lot of it, um, I might I might be getting away from your original question a little bit, but I think no, no, you know, no, a lot of what I learned keep, is keep um, going. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of what I learned is you know sometimes you just got to trust your gut. There's going to be a lot of people saying, oh, don't do that or don't do this, and even in your own mind, like it's easy to convince yourself like. I can't do that. I, 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 I don't know what I'm doing, but I think for me, it's always just been like, just do it. Like what's, what's the worst that can happen. Um, and that's really helped me out. Um, you know, directing these decisions that I've made over the last five to seven years for sure. Yeah. I think that, uh, self doubt has the ability to hold us back from doing things that we're actually like passionate about. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, when I was going through college, you know, I, I said it before that I just thought kind of a job was going to fall in my lap and, and it was going to be fun and I was going to make good money. And here we go. You know, everything will be hunky dory. Um, but it, it didn't work out like that. And I just I guess I wish I would have trusted 
my intuition a little bit more um, during college and, and started focusing on, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and, and knowing that I had that within myself the whole time and just, just being a little more bold and confident. And it took, you know, starting a, a nonprofit with a friend to really find a lot of that confidence and say, you know what, I, I can do whatever the hell I want. Like, you know, you just got to go for it. Right, right. Do you listen, do, do you know Gary V at all? Gary Vaynerchuk? I do, yeah, I do. Do you, yeah. you like him? Um, I have this love-hate relationship with Gary Vee, man. I think a lot of what he says is, when I first heard of him, I couldn't stand him. I was like, this guy needs to just, like, calm slow down. his role. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he's got to calm down. Like, he's too intense. And then I started liking him more, because a lot of what he says is just very, very truthful, um, yeah. especially as it relates to business. And mm -hmm. the guy definitely knows what he's talking about, and I appreciate uh, his work ethic. I, I kind of like, I'm trying to stay away from the word hustle because I think it's overused. <laughs> right. Um, right. yeah, I mean, I have a ton of respect for that guy and I think he's, he's, uh, he knows his stuff for sure. Yeah. Well, he always talks about like having patience and, um, I, I like a Gary Vee a lot. I mean, I, I don't listen to him around Hannah cause she can't take it, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Uh, but I like him a lot because he he really does emphasize like having patience. But there's there's a fine line between being patient and being complacent, and it doesn't sound like you. It it sounds like you almost fell into like being complacent. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so, how did you get out of that? Yeah, man, I don't know what it was. Um, I think there was just this, I don't know why I had this lack of confidence when I was going through college. Too. I've always been an outgoing person and I try to try to be friendly with everyone. Um, I just, I wasn't confident in myself and what I actually wanted to do. I think I was waiting for like some type of sign, like someone tell me like what direction I should go in. And I think it's, there's just like information overload, especially now. Um, yeah. I mean, things have changed so much since I've gradu graduated college, but there's like, there are like too many decisions to make right now. And I think you just got to do something. You got to try something. So for me, it was it was starting that nonprofit and quitting my my pretty cushy job and, and saying, you know what, I'm going to take a complete gamble here. Um, my parents were super supportive. Uh, girlfriend at the time, friends, everyone. I mean, it was awesome. They were just like, do this. You got to go for it. And it was the best decision I think I've ever made, for sure, hands down. I mean, it definitely change the trajectory of, of what you know what I'm doing now and what I've done for the past 10 years for sure was it a comfortable transition um it it was uncomfortable but at the same time it felt it felt really comfortable if that makes sense I didn't it when I put my two weeks in in my job it felt it felt great I was like I'm doing this I was kind of building this idea up Mm -hmm. from the mailroom of this company. I, I remember going down during my lunch breaks and making calls because we were trying to raise money for this RV. Um, and this was before Kickstarter was around and Indiegogo. Um, so I remember I was just like slinging calls from the mailroom and, and sending out letters to people. And there was just something about that that was like, it was mine. You know, I was, yeah. I was doing it. If, if this is going to happen, it's going to be because of, of me. And that that's a really cool feeling at the end of the day, like being able to build something that, that you've created. And I've, I've learned that I work best, um, under that pressure and, and I, I, I kind of thrive in that environment. Right. Right. A lot of people now call themselves entrepreneurs 
and they've got this awesome idea and then they start working towards it and they have like all these tools at their disposal like you mentioned like Kickstarter and like social media and everything but it's just a little bit too hard and uncomfortable for them and then they then they give up um and it it doesn't sound like you gave up you had what well first you started the um what was it called rewind yeah so i started the nonprofit, and then um well yeah i mean it's is a kind of a side hustle like i said in college it was called rewind rewind memories um I was doing that as a side hustle, just really it was for beer money. And, uh, and then I, uh, I started the nonprofit and then after four years of that, I, I opened up a retail location doing rewind. So that was, uh, yeah, I mean, that was me going for it for sure. And did you, when you started have fun, do good, how long ago did you start that? So it's been our first official trip was last August. So it's been about a year and a year and three months of, of have fun do good. So you're still in the you're still in the building phase. Is yeah, you- man, I'm I'm in the weeds right now. I sold um, I sold Rewind Memories um, two years ago. Um, it was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do next. So um, I always knew that I'd come back to the the travel volunteer space. I just remember you know, moments from the call to serve and being on the road. And I, I just felt so content. Like it was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, rewind started to do really well. And I opened up another retail location and had seven employees at one time. And I just, I just was feeling kind of like that discontentment again. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how have fun, do good, uh, came to be. Um, it was definitely like a, a continuation of, of the call to serve. For right. Sure. Right. Um, how, what advice would you give to someone who might be in a, uh, a discontented situation? Hmm. Um, I, I would say like, let yourself experience a lot of different things. I think, uh, I think it's really easy, you know, whether he or she is, in a job right now or living at their parents or whatever it may be, I think it's really easy to just become complacent and say, you know, I'm going to watch, I'm going to binge watch stranger things, you know, this week, which, which I, hey, just, I, I, I just did against. that. Yeah, I did. I did the same thing. <laughs> Maybe not the best example, but I think it's just really easy to, to grow complacent. So I think like force yourself to, to go volunteer at the local, you know, food bank, um, get on meetup.com, go meet some new people, just, just experience as many things you can, because something will, will ultimately come from it. And I think it's just really easy to just kind of like hunker down in your own shell and and your comfort zone and say, I don't want to do that. Like force yourself to be a little uncomfortable. And I know that sounds cliche, um, but it will work. No, it's totally, it's totally true because I think that a lot of people are comfortable and the same amount of people are also discontent. So it's like, you wait, you're comfortable, but you're also discontented, like, and you're not doing anything about it. Just do right. something. Absolutely. Just do anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just like I look back to my college years, and I'm like, man, Adam, like you wasted a lot of time. Like, yeah, it was fun playing, you know, Call of Duty and and you know, hanging out with friends and stuff. But I just feel like, oh my gosh, like if I would have had the, the you know, the drive 
that I have now, like, oh my gosh, like, where would I be? But like, things happen for a reason. It's cool. And, and, you know, I, I learn there, there's learning in that. So, but I, I think definitely like forcing yourself to be uncomfortable, uh, and even if it's once a week, like just, just go do something different. You know, and I try to tell myself that, um, on the regular, cause it's like I said, it's really easy to just kind of grow complacent. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me also, it's like, it's super easy. But I'm playing the I'm playing the long game here, and I wouldn't consider myself an entrepreneur because I'm, I just wouldn't. It's not for everyone. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely not. And you know, I'm st- like, I mean, there are days, and I think like you, we we talked a bit a little bit about it. Um, you know, people are seeing uh, other folks' Instagram accounts, and they're seeing these people like living their best lives, and it's it, it's kind of fake to a degree. Um, you know, I just. I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, it's, it's a weird time with social media and, you know, everyone's doing the coolest things at the moment. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just important to be, be, be true to yourself and, you know, like yeah. I said, force yourself to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's, it's a little bit harder to do when you're older, but that just, <laughs> I think because in college you're like, you're set up for it. Like you right. can, you can go meet someone new every single day and it's like it's set up for you you know i don't know yeah and yeah, no, there's so many new experiences and like you did it a, a year uh what was it a semester at sea like there's so many different uh some it i don't know it's just in yeah no it's in a, college it's, it's absolutely it's easier yeah. and and i don't think people take advantage of it Right. Yeah. And that, you know, that's kind of, you know, going back to have fun, do good and and why I decided to start that. I think, you know, a lot of people we're having come on these trips, um, they're feeling that same way. Like I want to do something. I want to step out of my comfort zone. I just like my friends don't want to travel or, you know, it's like we're providing this outlet for people to get out there and do something. It's like, here you go. Here's your comfort zone. Like sign up for this trip and step out of it. And uh, it's 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 been an awesome, awesome ride so far. That's awesome. So two, uh, wait, a year and a half, you started in August and you've done quite a few different trips. Uh, tell us a little bit about the trips that you've done. I'm especially interested in a national parks, um, tour road trip. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So it started off with just, um, a weekend trip. My friend Ben and I, who actually came on uh, the call to serve, he was our first, um, our second photographer actually, um, so going back to just, you know, meeting people on these experiences and becoming really good friends, Ben is definitely one of my best friends. So, um, you know, we took a trip to, to New York city and we just, we called some volunteer places ahead of time. We're like, Hey, we're coming up here. And, uh, that's, that's kind of how, you know, I, I went to this place. My mom was like, Hey, we, we could do something like this. So we started doing these weekend warrior trips with our friends, um, to New York city. And I, I didn't really know what it was. I mean, I was still like, is this the call to serve? Is this like, what is this? Um, and then we decided to do a, a national parks tour. Um, we had 15 people sign up for it. We were working with, uh, we partnered up with a company in Tucson, Arizona. And that was when it really came to a head for me where it was like, oh my gosh, like this is, uh, this is a tour, a tour company, you know, we're, we're a travel business. Um, so we did the, the Grand Canyon, we went to Grand Canyon, we went to Zion National Park. We did Lake Powell and Antelope Canyon. And then along the way, we set up um, a volunteer project with the National Park Service. So that was the first trip. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, again, like going back to just kind of doing it, like I didn't know what what we were doing. I just 
these are places that I always wanted to go to. And uh, we had people sign up and it just, it turned out to be an awesome, awesome trip. And uh, we did our second one uh, not too long ago, uh, a few months ago. So it was, uh, it's awesome to kind of see it come full circle. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I was really interested in um, going, well, one day, one day I'll join you on a trip. That'd be awesome. Uh, and listeners, you have to hold me accountable to that uh, because <laughs> I don't make a lot of promises. But um, <laughs> yeah, Hannah and I've wanted to get out, um, and we I had this idea, and it's 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 in the future some sometime. But uh, we we'd like to get a sprinter van, and before my son turns eighteen, we want to take him to all of, well, and my daughter now too, uh, to all the national parks. Um, That's awesome. We, we love, we love hiking and there's a lot of really beautiful places. And I think that, uh, I think that being outside is just good, good for you. Um, so we want to get a sprinter van and then go and travel. And that's like freaking exactly what you guys did. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we just we just went for it. I mean, we it was a good route to take. We I was looking at what some other tour businesses were doing, and um, you know, the kind of the unique thing about Have Fun Do Good is that we incorporate some type of volunteer experience within all of the trips, um, and it just worked out. We had we had just such an awesome time, and the reviews were awesome. So I'm using the word awesome a lot, but it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. um, so we decided to to launch that again, and then along the way, you know, we've added more. Uh, trips as well, experiences, Costa Rica. We did a Southern California road trip. Um, what else have we done? We did a trip to Breckenridge, Colorado. So slowly but surely, uh, I'm trying to add more experiences as, as we continue to grow. And so did the people who joined you on these road trips, did, did they become pretty close? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, each trip kind of takes on on a different um, you know tone to it. I mean, everyone... Yeah, everyone gets along. It's just like you're 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 putting a, a lot of different uh, personalities together. So right. uh, these trips are a little bit bigger than when when I was running the nonprofit. The the first national park trip that we did was was 15 people. Um, so that was you know that was a bigger group than I was used to when we were running the RV trips with the call to serve. It was around eight to eight to ten people. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean these trips are just jam packed. I mean it's like three to five days of just non-stop activities, especially the, the national park tour. I absolutely love it because you're just constantly on the move. So by the time we get back to the place at night, um, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of ready for bed and, uh, yeah, there's just so much going on throughout the day. It's, it's a really cool trip. That's awesome. Yeah. But, um, Hannah and I've done, we've done, we've done our fair share of road trips, uh, pre, pre baby, but we have not, um, done very many since since my son has been born we've we've driven to minnesota twice from california um and then just hit up as many parks as we could and i think that the cool thing about like sorry i'm backtracking this is just the way my my brain works uh um, no, you're good the what i was thinking when when we go on our trip one one day and visit these national parks, I, my son loves hiking, 
And uh, so every time we go hiking, we always bring a bring a trash bag so we can collect trash. And when I uh, was working at the church, um, I'd take the students hiking, and uh, we'd just go and on a hike and collect trash on the way. And so it was like a you're enjoying the time, but then you're also doing you're you're doing more. Like you're doing more than yeah. just having a good time, and it that adds to the experience because it's not yeah. it's not just totally self focused and self driven you're like oh yeah well while i'm here i'm gonna also do this and so um i like that you you guys do that what what did you guys you said you partnered with the national park service what did you guys do yeah so on the first trip we worked with and i'm becoming very familiar with the uh the native species of plants in the national parks um the first year we worked with Quercus turbinella, um, and we just did a. It was a re-planting uh, project, and then what, this year. What is that? I'm not familiar with that. So it's it's a type of uh, it's a type of shrub. Uh, the, the official name, and I don't know why it stuck with me, but it's it's Quercus turbinella. So it like became this joke for the rest of the trip. <laughs> like, you know, so many Quercus puns were made. Like, what the Quercus, man? Um, so that was the first year, and then the sec this this past uh, a few months ago. We worked with the Russian thistle plant, um, which which happens to be tumbleweed. Um, so we were our our job that day was to eradicate the thistle. So again, nice. more puns came. Yeah, more puns came from that. But it's been really cool because you're getting to see kind of this behind the scenes glimpse of uh, what folks from the National Park Service do on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and and how they're keeping our parks beautiful. So. It's just really eye-opening. I mean, it, like the, the the volunteer side of it, it's it's kind of monotonous and it's hard work, but you just leave there with such an appreciation, and you're looking around you and you're just seeing just this raw beauty of Zion. You're like, oh my goodness, um, you know. And getting to work with the rangers is is really cool, and, and getting to hear their stories, it just really makes you appreciate uh, the, the National Park Service for sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely makes you appreciate it more. I uh, and we've we've had our our fair share of uh, kind of rude national parks people because they're dealing with rude people right. all of the time. Um, but we've just had like some super awesome national park rangers also. My professor, um, he used to work in Yosemite and um, he blazed a lot of the trails there. And he says that that place to him, because of the work that he's put into it and the time that he spent there, that Yosemite feels like home to him. That's and so awesome. he says, like, every time he goes there, it's like it's like it's going home because you kind of feel like you're you're a part of it now, I guess. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I have a ton of respect for uh, for what they do on a daily basis. I mean, it's 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 really incredible. Uh, you know, to be able to work alongside them and just gain, like I said, a new new sense of appreciation for not only the national parks, but but the service and, and what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I th- I think that we take it for granted a lot of times, unfortunately, because uh, when yeah, we just do we take it for granted. Right, absolutely. I mean, I yep. live I live right next to one of the largest national parks, uh, the Los Padres National Forest. It goes, it's huge. It starts like just north of San Diego and it goes, it connects all the way up to uh, Big Sur. 
Oh wow, that's crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, we take it we take it for granted unless there's a fire, and then we're like, oh no, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what what's something else um that you um have learned uh or things that have shaped you um that you wish you could have uh experienced or learned from i don't know a couple years ago yeah i think right now and i'm i'm still learning it but um i think patience is uh really something i'm i'm trying to gain a deeper respect for um it's it's been have fun do good you know it's it's just the ebbs and flows of, of starting a business but i i'm an idea guy and you know i'm not i'm not afraid to execute on ideas i just i want to do so much and i want this to grow so fast and i think you know for me it's like every other day i'm having to tell myself adam you got to be patient like this isn't going to happen overnight and, and you know you, you talked about gary v and I hear on a lot of similar podcasts, like, yeah, I, I became an overnight success. It only took me 10 years. So I think like for, for me right now, having started a few other businesses and, uh, them being relatively successful, I just, I I want have fun to good to turn into this just amazing, you know, huge company. And I want it to scale fast. And it's like, dude, you just, you got to chill, just like keep doing what you're doing and, uh, and good things will happen. And, and I just heard a podcast actually had a, um, a good friend from Southern California, he was, he was on a podcast and I was listening to it and he's, him and his wife were saying something along the lines of, you know, just if you do good work and you're patient, like good things will come from it. So I think, uh, for me right now that that's been the biggest thing is just, just being patient and, uh, continuing to work hard and, and do good things and, and hopefully good, good will come from it. For sure. For sure. Yeah. The yeah. Seth Godin says, um, do you, you just, you have to ship every day and um eventually it will work out but if you if you get tired of shipping then eventually it's not going to work out and it's a long process but it's yeah you're not going to be an overnight success or you're not going to be where you want to be in five years tomorrow (laughs) you know right yeah absolutely and i think uh i think if you could just stick to that long play uh, you know whatever it is that you're doing and just be patient and uh yeah just continue to work hard i I really do believe that 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 good things will happen from it yeah for sure yeah i think everyone could learn to be a little bit more patient especially when we have we live in instant information age and um we yeah we just want it now um yeah Absolutely. And I think too, like having this, this entrepreneurial mind, like I feel like I could pull myself in so many different directions, like, Oh, I know how to do this. Well, you know, why don't I go do this for that person or or try this or do that? And it's just like, be patient, like stay the course, you know, um, trying to have singular focus is, is really hard for, for my mind because I feel like I could be doing a lot and it's like, it's, it's never enough, you know? So going back to contentment, I think it's just finding contentment kind of in the, in the grind, in in the weeds phase of of this new company, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because you're still building, like, um, you're still building the platform. You're still generating content and building that up, um, and it it could take a while. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, we're selling a, a higher ticket item, and it's you know, we got to convince people that 
hey, this is this is worth the money. Like put this experience over, you know, maybe buying that that jacket or, you know, whatever it may be. But this is, uh, you know, I can't promise that it's going to change your life, but it's definitely going to give you a new perspective. And I think, uh, you know, when we start to get the word out more about what we're doing, more people are going to really catch on to this. And, uh, you know, I think it could really make a difference in the uh, in the life of someone for sure. Yeah. So you said that you you have ideas and you're like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And then you you're you're an idea guy. Um, and it sounds like you're pretty skilled. Um, well, maybe that's just the communications degree. Um, you, <laughs> but um, I I struggle with the same problem. And uh, sometimes it kind of feels like torture to say no to an opportunity and just stick with just stick with what you're doing what i've found at least for me is that um i spread myself thin and then i do everything crappy <laughs> yep 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 I, i've been there Absolutely. and i'm like oh i can do this i can do this um i want to and, and um I think being patient is also like you you have to learn how to say you have to learn to identify what your priority is. And you can't have like a million priorities. And Right. Yeah. And an idea however good it may be if you don't execute on the idea it's just it's just a dream. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part. Like even, you know, a lot of my friends when I was running the, uh, the nonprofit, they'd be like, Oh man, you're, you're living the dream. You know, you're getting to travel around the, in this RV, you're going on these three week trips. Um, I'm like, you guys have no idea like how much work I put in this. And you, you have no idea that I'm making like no money right now doing this either. Um, so I think a lot of it is, uh, yeah, man, like I said, just, just stay in the course and and just uh continuing to work hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I am I am slowly getting there and learning how to say no to opportunities and or learning how to say no to my crazy ideas is more like it. <laughs> um Yeah, I got I got to get on that train cuz I uh I have a hard time saying no to myself a lot. <laughs> it sounds to me, I don't know if you've ever heard of the disc personality test it well, it's actually kind yes of, it's more of a person it's a communication style but um it does have personality stuff well you sound like a high d and a high i um which is decisive and interactive so you like people in your you're outgoing um <laughs> but then uh with uh the problem that high D's have, and I I am a high D, um, is that they have like all these ideas, and they're like, oh, this is an amazing idea, and then they just make <laughs> like a they make like a snap second decision, and they're like, oh crap, but I didn't think about this <laughs> and this and this, and like the details kind of fall through the cracks. So you have to align yourself with someone who evens you out. Um, and, or, or you have to learn how to say no to yourself. For me, like I tell Hannah, like all my crazy ideas and, um, she, she helps to even me out and she's like, yeah, you could do that. That would be awesome. <laughs> but like, 
you're already not getting enough sleep. You're already working <laughs> like 70 to 80 hours a week. How, where is this going to fit in? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> true. Yeah, that's, it's, it's good to have that person in your life for sure. Um, any, any last minute um, tips before, before we wrap up here? Last minute tips. Um, not really. I mean, I think I, I, I spoke to most of it. I think, um, you know, often I say like, what would I tell myself when I was, you know, 18 or 22 or, you know, just, just 10 years younger. Um, and I think it would have just been trusting myself more. And like I said, just forcing myself to step out of my own comfort zone. I think it's really easy to, to grow complacent in that. So, um, you know, even moving to, I moved to California in the last year and, you know, forcing myself to, to get out and meet people here, you know, it's, it's like you can, you're always in a position where you can be forcing yourself to do more. And I think, uh, I think it's really important for sure. Do you have any, um, recommendations? Oh no, 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 no. We'll get to the recommendations after this. If you have any recommendations, sure. um, but, uh, tell us where we can find out about um, about your business and about your upcoming trips and, um, and things like that. Sure. Yeah. So our website is have fun, do good.co. That is not.com. I'm trying to get the.com. It's some older woman and she's totally trolling the domain name. I think she wants like $5,000 for it the last time I asked. Oh, so dude, that is so yeah. dumb. Those stupid domain poachers, someone bought the way fam.com like it it expired in a day, and I I waited over the weekend to renew it, and they're like eight hundred dollars, and so I was like, "Hey, can we go down a little bit?" And they're like, "No," and um, <laughs> I was like, "But you don't need this." Well, anyways. right, it's crazy to me, and I I've communicated with this woman before, and uh, yeah, she's just not giving it up, and I'm not paying five thousand dollars for it. So um, yeah, it's havefundogood.co. Um, that's our website, just, our just Instagram as good. account. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It works just the same way. Um, our Instagram account is Have Fun Do Good, and um, yeah, I mean, pretty much everything. All of our social channels are are at Have Fun Do Good. Which you guys are killing it on Instagram, by the way. So good, um, good job. Yeah, I appreciate that. that's our one channel that took off pretty quickly, and that's how a lot of people hear about our trips. So um, I've I've invested a lot of time into that, and. Uh, yeah, I try to do do at least one post a day. We're moving. I'm forcing myself to step out of our of my own comfort zone by um, we've been doing weekly. I've been doing weekly vlogs almost where I'm, you know, just talking to. We have a pretty big email list, so we send out an email every Thursday, and I've been doing these three to five minute clips of uh, me talking to our audience, and then I'll usually include uh, a clip or or you know different different prank or whatever it may be from, from one of the trips. So, um, I've been doing that for about eight or eight or nine weeks. It's really weird being on camera. I don't necessarily like it, but, uh, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm like committed now. Nice. That's, um, that's one of, that was one of my crazy ideas that kind of got, um, shot down, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm, I'm glad, (laughs) I'm glad that it did. Yeah. It's, Every every Wednesday night rolls around or Wednesday and I'm like, oh man, I gotta I gotta film that again and uh I'm getting more comfortable being on camera, but at the same time it's it's really awkward. Like I feel like it's very like self serving, like, ooh, look at me, I'm on camera. But at the same time I think it's really important um 
for our audience to hear about our story and, and kind of follow this trajectory. So when it is this this big time company, they'd be like, oh, I remember watching Adam on those stupid YouTube videos. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's all good. Yeah. And you're telling the story of of your brand. So yeah, getting them connected with that is good. The uh, the podcast feels the same way for us. Saturday night rolls around and we're like, oh, crap, we got to record. Well, I'm too tired, so let's do it Sunday night. And then Sunday night rolls around, and we're like, oh, okay, here we go. And we start recording, and we're like, okay, this isn't so bad. But it does it does, it does feel a little weird. I mean, it feels weird just putting yourself out there. You have you have a very like good podcast voice. Like when 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 you uh, when you answered the, the 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 Skype call, I was like, oh my gosh, he's he's got a nice voice. So so props to you. Oh well, thank you. Uh, Hannah couldn't join us because our our kid just had uh, surgery today, so she's taking care of him. But um, she would have liked to be here. Give give us a little. Um, uh, give us a reason why someone like me should should go on a trip with you guys. Sure. Yeah. Um. So so just like give you a little background, not to not to no, stop on your on your question there, but um, you know, our target market, like, and this is another thing about just like growing a business and not really knowing, like. We have people on our trips from 22 to um, we had a 53 year old on our national park trip, and then we're leaving for Costa Rica on Monday, and we have a 61 year old guy coming. And I always have like this anxious energy before the trips because you know it's a new crew, and I'm like, oh man, like you know, if you log onto our site, like it's it's clearly catered to um, you know like a younger audience. I don't have an age demographic that we're necessarily targeting but it's just like the people that have come on the trips and that's what i've been marketing so um i think it's just like it goes to show you like at any age like there's this opportunity to do something different and step out of your comfort zone and have a new experience so um i think for anyone that's that's looking for that people come from different walks of life we, you know we have people that come that are just kind of down and out we have people that that are just generally like really outgoing and they want to be around new people. We have people that are in their thirties and their friends are all getting married and having kids and they can't find anyone to travel with. So they're joining us. So I just think like whatever stage of life you're in, like this is, it's always good to, to get out of your, your daily grind or, you know, whatever that looks like and, and just do something different, like force yourself to, to look at things through, through a different lens. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's why I would suggest coming and the trips are, they're just a ton of fun. I mean, it's it's just a good time. You get these people together, and everyone that comes on the trip is like they're just stoked to be there, and they're there for all the right reasons. And I think a lot of the good, like yeah, we have this volunteer component attached to the trips, but a lot of the good is coming from getting a group of strangers together and creating dialogue within that group. And you you leave there, and you know, I still talk to most of these people that have gone on the trips, and like you form this this bond with them that, that can't be replicated. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, if you're looking for something to do unique and, and give back in the process, I, I highly recommend one of our trips. And what about those people who might be on the fence because they're a little bit uncomfortable? Yeah, you just, you just got to do it. I mean, everyone, and we have video reviews on our site where there are people, I mean, that's like the biggest hesitation is like, well, 
you know, I didn't know, you know, where I was going to sleep and who I was going to be partnered up with and this and that. It's like, just, just put that aside. Like, just don't even think about that. Um, because you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, we're, we're super easy to get along with and, uh, you know, we make sure that, um, you know, we're as accommodating as possible for everyone. So awesome. Awesome. Sweet yeah. dude. Well, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. Oh, do you have any recommendations? I mean, you said you just were watching Stranger Things, so we just recommended that last week. Although I did not like the ending very much. It it was really fast, and then I just I yeah I don't want I don't want to ruin it for anyone. So um, I, well, I won't, Barb I won't comes f- back from the dead and kills everyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nailed it. It was crazy. It just just blew my mind. Um, recommendations. I read. Um, I'm not a big reader, but I do I do like to try to read. Um, you know, at least one book a month or so. And I just finished up Shoe Dog, the story oh. of Phil Knight and so Nike, good. and it's. Yes, it's just an amazing book. Like I have, uh, I have the Kindle app on my iPhone, and I just could not set my phone down. Um, and it's like a so, like a ten hour read, dude. Yeah, I, I highly recommend that book for anyone that's just like, oh, like that came easier. Like, like, like I had no idea the trials and tribulations that guy went through. So it's really cool to be, um, you know, a younger business owner relatively speaking and, and and read about someone like phil knight and he just like he stayed the course yeah um and he had, he was just so passionate about what he was doing so i highly recommend that book for sure yeah that was yeah for sure i'm surprised i didn't recommend that book so awesome we just we just double recommended it well yeah awesome i knew i liked <laughs> i knew i liked you there <laughs> we go cool cool dude well um i'll put all the links to uh, have fun do good in the show notes and um you guys can follow along with what they're doing and um adam thank you so much for joining me yeah thanks for having me really appreciate it and we're back i've got some recommendations for you guys um first up uh thanksgiving is coming soon which means that black friday is happening soon which means that at Christmas music yes. is about to start. Yeah. Because Black Friday is officially I I don't know where we kind of got this date from, but uh Black Friday is the day we we start listening to Christmas music. It's acceptable. I'm not going to say I haven't already listened. I already some of it has come on on shuffle, not that I've like sought it out. <laughs> but I'm not going to turn it off. But I'm not going <laughs> to skip it, if you know what I mean. But um, I'm really excited for Christmas music. So if you have any cool new Christmas music, hit us up. Yeah. And with Christmas coming up, it's also time to start preparing for buying people or making people presents. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about what type of gifts you're going to give is it going to be a gift of time you're gonna make your dad a coupon book um gonna he really g- likes those yeah i know so do yours i know <laughs> <laughs> do you like those because you're a dad i think it's a dad thing maybe hmm I would like a coupon book for back scratches, but you stated in your vows that you'd give me unlimited back scratches for 
all of eternity. So. Yeah, he's trying to teach Forrest how to do it too. He's just a back scratch junkie. <laughs> Can't get it up. Listen, you might want to give a back scratch coupon book. <laughs> but um, it is time to start thinking about it now because if you want to avoid being a flat out consumer of the consumerist holiday that Christmas has turned into, then you need to think harder and try harder. Be smarter. And don't be... A farter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's what I was thinking. Was it? No. (laughs) But it rhymes. (laughs) Yeah, it rhymes in er. Wow. Harder, farter, smarter. All of them rhyme perfectly. Perfectly. Okay, you're right. (laughs) Thank you. Um, so maybe that's looking for some small businesses that you like and getting some stuff from them. Maybe that is starting to make something. Maybe that's starting to work on something. Maybe you need to figure out your budget and start saving money, um, if you're going to buy people gifts and yeah. So I think that it's time to start preparing And also start thinking back on your year, 2017. I know it's crazy, but we only got two months left of this year. Whoa. How That is weird. I'm just just getting used to 2017, and now it's going to be 2018. Yeah. So Um, how are you doing with your goals? Personal, emotional, intellectual, spiritual, physical. I have not even thought about any of those. Environmental. In like five months. Well, maybe it's time to start thinking about them and start thinking about what you're going to do in 2018, what you'd like to do, what changes you'd like to make in your life. For us, our budget has always been difficult, right? Yeah. And especially during Christmas time, things get even more dicey because it's the end of the year. Got to, I don't know, I just feel like at the end of the year you... You've got to get everything in order. We always owe on taxes, which I've got to figure out this year. Well, just we just have since you were working at the church. Yeah. So we, I know that taxes are going to come up. I also like I want to have our credit card paid off, which I really, really don't like having credit card debt. Um, luckily, we just bought a new car and we don't owe. We don't have any payments on it and not a new car. We bought it used car but but it's perfect um and then we've got to fit christmas presents and vacation in there somewhere so how do we do it all well i'll tell you we set up acorns which is what i would like to recommend because if you have not set this up then we've told you about it a couple of times and it only takes like five minutes to set up Here's how Acorn works. And as of the last time that we drained it for an emergency, um, we have we now have $1,000 in our Acorns account. Uh, no, $1,300 in our Acorns account. And it, what Acorns does is it rounds up all of your purchases that you make with your debit or credit card to the nearest dollar. So if you buy something that's $2.50... It rounds that up to $3, takes $0.50, cents and puts it in a micro-investment um, portfolio. 
and then just all the purchases that you make throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, those round up to the nearest dollar, and you can put, if you want to put $5 in a week, or $20 in a month, or 100 bucks a month, or 20 bucks a week, you can also set that up. Um, and then you you kind of forget about it. You don't even know like that the stuff is being taken out. I mean, like if you're having like fifty dollars a week, maybe you'd notice that. But if you just have like the just the leftover change that round up to a dollar taken out, you literally don't even notice. And then like however many months later, you have thirteen hundred dollars in it. And I know we say that every single time, but that's the best part about it is because it's not like you're like, oh, here's money I can't use. I have to put it in savings. But you're not even you're not even doing it. It just it happens for you, and it's really good and then like later you'll be really thankful right and this is not an alternative to a savings account no no i know but i'm saying it's different than that right but it's it's uh if you don't have a savings account you need to open a savings account but this is another way to maybe squirrel away some money for the end of the year when the season of winter is upon us i think squirrel away means to like squander no, squirrel away is like get, grab all your nuts for the winter. <laughs> grab your nuts. <laughs> you got to squirrel away all the nuts for the winter. Grab your nuts and squirrel away. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you guys can tell this, but I have a totally straight face right now. I don't see what He's the problem smiling. is. <laughs> He's smiling. Anyways, if you open an account with Acorns <laughs> and you use the link that is in our show notes, then you will get $5 and we will also get $5 and that will help us out. And you know what? It is great. Like it is a really good app and that's why I recommend it because I'm never going to recommend something that I don't like. But also, if you guys would like to support us, if 10 people sign up, we'll get 500 bucks from Acorns. It's simple. Yeah. It takes five minutes. You get $5 for doing it. We get $5 for doing it. But if 10 of you guys do it, then we get 500 bucks, And that that would help us out. Yeah. And also, it's not, this is not an ad. We just really like this app. But also, we also want $500. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag not an ad. Okay. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. I have a couple recommendations. I thought I didn't have any, but now I do. One of them is the opposite of a recommendation, and it is <laughs> coconut water. It's not I that bad. posted about this on my Instagram story this week because I was like, okay, it's been years since I've tried coconut water. I'm sure that I have matured and my taste buds are ready for it now. So I got two things of it at Target. I got a mango something flavor, and I was like, okay, this is going to be good. Pour it over ice. It's going to be great. Nope, it still tastes like warm pee. Even when it's cold, it still tastes warm. And it tastes like, I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, if you know, you know. So that is my recommendation. Never have coconut water. Or maybe someone, a lot of people told me about better brands of coconut water to try. So I don't know. Maybe I will give that it's a try. It's all the same. I don't think it is. That's Most people are like, no, that stuff is so bad compared to this other brand. So, yeah. It's like comparing ginger ales. Oh, honey. Ginger ales are different, though. Like, the super gingery ones are good. Really good. Anyways, so I guess that's I just, my non-recommendation. I just don't care. 
Okay. Well. I'd rather have aloe vera water. Okay. The thing about coconut water is, though, it's really, really hydrating. So is aloe vera. I don't, mm. It's not the same as coconut water, though. I'm try, I'm feeding another human with my body. I need all the moisture I can get. Anyways, um, yeah, so that. But then my next recommendation is for um, breastfeeding mothers. So if that's not you, then sorry. But it's... Uh, you can just hit the 15-second skip. Yeah. <laughs> not going to say I haven't done that before. Um, it's... What's that called? Oh, yeah. It's a brand. They make lactation bars. It's called Mama Oat. Oat, Oat Mama. Oat Mama. Nice try. And Mama Oat. <laughs> Mama Oat. And they're really, really good. And they they help you with your supply. And um, I really like the s'mores flavor and the dark chocolate coconut flavor. Um, yep. I recommend that. And then my last recommendation is an they Instagram profile. They help you squirrel profile. away the supply. Squirrel away your nuts. For the winter. <laughs> Grab your nuts and squirrel them away. <laughs> um, my last recommendation is an Instagram profile, and it's really funny. It's basically... Wait, nine? No, M4 is my favorite preset. Oh. It's about... Okay, basically, it's about... It's a former, like, Instagram famous mom that is... you. She's... She makes memes that um, poke fun at the way that everybody, like, the Instagram, like, culture, basically. How everybody is basically trying to be the same. And um, so it's, like, funny stuff. Like, the memes, stuff is, like, really funny. But it's funny because it's so relevant. And it's, like, why is everybody trying to be the same? And why is everybody so obsessed with everything being so perfect? And it's so funny like it's really funny because it's it's so relatable so um it's called m4 is my favorite preset and yeah they're really funny like one is um what was the one that i was gonna show oh this it's the guy that's like well i can't tell you the meme but it's like can't get hit what you can't explain memes no over a podcast <laughs> Shut up. Wait, aren't they like uh, visual images with text? <laughs> you are such a turd. Okay, well, there's one that is like the lady that is looks like she's thinking really hard, and there's like all these math equations on it, and it says when you're a new parent trying to figure out if you're doing it all wrong because your real life looks nothing like the magazine that Instagram has turned into. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, it's stuff like that. It's like serious but funny, but also like why are people... I like this. So I really recommend it. It makes me laugh and also makes me think about why we care so much about how we look on Instagram. So, yep. There's another profile like that that I follow called Nine Kelvin. Oh, yeah. That's and funny it's too. so funny. Anyways, um, I hope that you guys have a great week. Um, I hope that you guys get some sleep. I hope that you guys are able to relax and think about 2017 changes that you'd like to make and progress that you're making on some of your goals that you set at the beginning of the year. I hope that you're saving money, and I also hope that... Um, I hope you dance. <laughs> I hope you dance. I hope you dance. <laughs>
Um, have a great week, guys. And if you wouldn't mind, just uh, either leave us a review on iTunes or tell your friends about us. And pretty soon here, we're going to get a new logo. We're going to get a new website. We're going to get new polos Mm-mm. embroidered. Mm-mm. I'm not wearing a polo. And yeah, we're just going to sell out. So um, look forward to hashtag sponsored fire advertisements in the future. Hannah's not paying attention to Sorry. anything I'm saying. I'm, we're planning for his birthday party. It's He's turning three this weekend. This Did you hear my funny weekend, jokes? So. I, sorry, I was texting back. We're doing a podcast. Sorry. I, I was like, okay. you. We're said, about to be done. You said we're, you were like doing the endings. I thought we were done. You just check out. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't like me talking after you. I thought you were doing the end. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? Any nice things to say? Um, uh, to me, not the listeners. You. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. To the <laughs> listeners, <laughs> I'm like, nope, definitely not for you. Um, I thank you all for your nice recommendations and your encouragement that you've been sending us. Um, you know, it is hard. Life is hard. Life is hard, but we are—we have so much to be thankful for, and we are thankful for you guys. And you know, really, we've gotten some really, really encouraging emails and messages from you, and that means a lot to us. Even though we don't know you and you don't really know us, it just means a lot that you would take time out of your day to say stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So thanks for all that and for the advice. And yep, thanks for the laughs and thanks for the memories. That sounded like a quote that you write in the back of someone's yearbook. That is, thanks for the memories. It is, um, hello, it's a, what? what's that band? Gilmore Girls. Thanks for the memories. Is that Panic at Disco? I never listened to that trash. Oh, uh, Fall Out Boy? Never listened to that. I think it's Fall Out Boy. Does anyone know? If there was more pop than screaming, I didn't listen to it. Okay, well, I did not listen to anything that you listened to. AFI? Did you listen to AFI? You did. No. They Miss sucked. Murder. Hey, Miss Murder. Nope. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> All right, guys. What about All Time Low? If you guys listen to All Time Low, if you know the scene that I'm talking about. If you listen to all that, The Rocket Summer, oh my gosh, then we might be best friends. If you listen to Still Remains, Haste the Day, uh, Burden of a Day, um, okay, that's... Baby Bash. Baby Bash? Sugar, sugar, how you get so fly. I loved that song. I still love that song. Hey, Papa Goes Punk is coming out with volume seven, so. Okay, it's time to go. Yep, sorry, we're rambling. (laughs) Uh, Love you guys. Bye. Happy trails. Bye. Catch you on the flip side. I don't even care. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) Happy trails.